0: friends. Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to talk about hitting your New Year's goals. Now, I hit over 80% of my big, hairy, audacious goals yearly. So I'm gonna dig into how exactly to do that and why most people actually fail at it. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. It's gonna be an absolute game changer. And for everyone who buys the book from our website, you'll also get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. So you'll wanna head over to www.syd.com. L I C book.com and check it out now Now let's get on with the show. All right. Just for a little bit of context, uh, according to Forbes and Inc, 92% of people who set goals, yearly goals at the beginning of a year, never achieve those goals. Now, nearly half of those people have even given up by February. They've given up after the first month yet for some weird reason over the last uh, five years, every single year, I put together five big goals. Uh, and every year, on average, I accomplish 80% of them. Now, these are not small goals. These are not tiny little things. You know, my first year after I quit my corporate job, uh, I wanted to go from zero to my first 100K a month in my coaching business. So from zero to a seven-figure business in less than 12 months. And I did that. I also held uh, a 200-person live event my first year as a coach, and I met my future wife. Now, these are not small goals to set for my first year as an entrepreneur. Moving forward after that, it's been things like doing a TED Talk, moving into my dream home on the beach, having a best-selling book, a team of 15, growing 60% plus year over year. These goals are not small goals to set, yet I've accomplished 80% of them every single year. And I'm going to dig into the several reasons why I've been able to do that. My system that has really helped me keep on track. and. Definitely not quit by February and and make it to the end of the year and and hit most of my goals each year. Now, before I dig into that, there's three major reasons uh, that we fail at goals. And this was also cited by Forbes. There's three major reasons that we fail at achieving our yearly goals each year. So, the first one is setting too high of expectations. Um, I talk about this in my Goldilocks goals and the shit you don't learn in college book. But one of the things that happens is when we set really high expectations, we can give up too easily. Now, You know, we all hear it's really good to think positively and have big goals and all of those things. But one of the problems with setting too high of expectations is it causes you to think things are, you know, just going to be easy and we're just going to get there just because we set the goal. And it causes a lot of people to just give up when they don't start seeing the results right away. And we all know that a lot of the time you don't see results. uh, According to the law of latent potential, you might not see results in the beginning at all until things start to move slowly, right? Number two is the lack of plan or time commitment. So not having a plan or a proper time commitment to actually put in the focus necessary to hit goals uh, is a big reason that a lot of people quit as well. You know, you can't just expect a goal to happen if you're not actually putting in the energy, putting together a plan and putting in the time. Um, And the last thing that people a lot of the time forget of are the social restraints, right? We are—humans are social creatures. We are social animals. And the social restraints of our society is one of the biggest reasons that we actually don't hit our goals. It can be things like going solo without social support— Uh, you're actually much more highly likely to give up. The fear of judgment, the fear of criticism, a lot of the goals that you might set might cause people to judge you or criticize you. You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur you want to quit your job or you want to lose weight, people are going to judge you for signing up for that fitness program or something. It's the fear of judgment. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of criticism that prevents a lot of people from actually putting themselves out there fully. And people-pleasing, that goes against your direction. For example, let's say you wanted to lose weight, but then you're out with friends and everybody's like, come on, just have one drink, have one piece of pizza... Of course, that people-pleasing tendency in you, that desire to be part of the community is going to go against your goal, um, as well as no accountability. So not having people to uh, environmentally and socially hold you to taking the actions you need to to move forward. So social restraints is actually one of the biggest reasons that we fail at hitting our yearly goals. So how do you actually make sure that you're going to accomplish your goals? All right. So the first thing that I talk about is the importance of setting Uh, A clear vision and measurable goals. Now, uh, a lot of people have heard of the idea of smart goals. I actually don't like the idea of smart goals. Um, I actually, uh, change it up a little bit and I talk about this in my book, shit you don't learn in college, which you can check out on Amazon now. Um, but I call them Goldilocks goals. Now we've all heard, we've all heard that it's important to set goals that are clear, that are measurable, that are realistic, all of these things. And that's all important, right? We want to be able to measure these goals. We want to have them. We want to have a clear vision of where we're headed. Um, you know, I always tell people what is the, what is the purpose of a goal? right? And some people might say, well, it's to achieve a goal. And my first response is, no, the purpose of a goal is not to achieve a goal. There's two purposes of a goal. Number one is to create direction, create direction of a vision of where we're heading, right? And then number two is to get us into action now, in the moment. We set a future goal, but in order to get us into action now, and this is, uh, you know, this is when people say things like, Oh, you need to set bigger goals or, oh, you need to set more achievable goals, right? Well, so which is it? Do we need to set bigger ones, right? Because you don't want to set too small of a goal and it doesn't motivate you into action and you don't want to set too big of a goal. And because of that, you have too high expectations and you give up too easily. So this is where the idea of Goldilocks Goals really comes into play. You want to set a goal. Remember that the purpose of a goal is to give you direction And to motivate you into action. So if you set too big of a goal and it scares you and it prevents you from taking action, that's not a good goal to set. And if you set too small of a goal and it doesn't motivate you and doesn't doesn't drive you, well, that's not a good goal to set either. You need to set it just right, somewhere in the middle, that, that motivates you and have clarity Uh, clarity in the vision and measurability in it, but also something that's motivating. And if you want to learn more about this, check out the book, Shit You Don't Learn in College. We go much deeper on Goldilocks goals and how to set them. But that's the first step, setting a clear vision and measurable goals for the years. Now, the second thing that I tell everybody to do is make it visible. So uh, for those of you guys who are watching me on video right now, um, over here to my right, I have a big whiteboard. And on that whiteboard, I have several things. I have my yearly goals, and I and I have it broken down into my plan. Um, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But literally, on a whiteboard in my office, I have my big yearly goal. It says right here next to me, Um, you know, my goal for the business of, of hitting five to 7 million, five is our goal. And then 7 million is our stretch goal. And then I break it down into what I want the business to look like, what I want my life to look like, all the things that I want to be doing with my life, my health, my wellness, my, my relationship with my wife. I have all of this visible so that every single day I see it. Now, our subconscious is constantly taking inputs into our brain that we're not even noticing. Our subconscious is taking these things in. Now, every day when I walk into my office, I have to see these goals, and they remind me of what I'm working towards, they remind me of where I'm going. Now, the reality is, as you pursue your goals, you're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to encounter, uh, you're going to encounter roadblocks. You're going to encounter trials and tribulations, and and things are going to not work, and things are going to break, and you're going to fall off the horse, and all of these things. And if you forget, if you lose connection with the vision and the goal of where you're going it becomes very easy to stop. It becomes very easy to get off the horse. But if you're always reminded of the vision and where you're headed, this is a a, a process called um, cognitive dissonance that's created. This is why things like the law of attraction work because they create cognitive dissonance in our brain. Our brain sees these things over and over again and it goes, well, you're here, but you wanna get here. I need to start taking actions that'll actually move you to that point from point A to point B. So making it visible constantly reminds your brain and gives you that cognitive dissonance to pull you into action. So make sure that your goals are visible. Make sure that it's something that you see every single day, possibly even multiple times a day. When I, when I get up from my desk, I have to look directly at my goals. When I get into my desk, coming into my office, I have to look directly at my goals. And I review them at the beginning and end of each day. So I'm reviewing my goals multiple times during the day. People wonder why I'm constantly taking actions to, to motivate me and get me there. It's, well, It's always in the back of my mind. Right? So that's number two is you gotta make your goals visible. You don't just write them on a piece of paper and then shove them in your desk and then hope by the end of the year that you actually get there. You have to see them, right? Which brings me to number three. Creating a plan. Okay. Creating a plan is incredibly important. Um, now, a lot of people, a lot of people go, but Xander, I don't, you know, let's say you want to build a uh We'll call it a multiple six-figure business, a 20K. You know, I I work with coaches, helping them grow businesses. So let's say a 20K a month coaching business, right? Um, Well, if you don't know how to build a 20K a month coaching business, you need to go find the recipe from somebody else, right? Because if you don't know, let's say you want to lose 30 pounds, but you don't know how, you don't know what it takes, Go find someone who specializes in helping people lose weight and keep it off. They have the recipe. They have the plan to help you get there. You just need to follow it. So the first thing is, if you've never baked a cake before, go find the recipe to bake a cake. Go find the person who has a good recipe and use it. You have to have a plan. If you do not have a plan, you're going to be running around in circles with your, you know, like a chicken with your head cut off. And it's not going to go well for anybody. You know, when you're, when you're constantly just trying to figure out what works, it gets really frustrating. But if you have the plan to execute a b c d e f g it'll save you time it'll save you energy it'll save you money and it'll save you a lot of frustration. Most of the reason that people quit is because they don't have a plan or they don't have a reliable plan from somebody that actually knows what they're doing. You don't you don't ask for weight loss advice from your mom or dad or uncle who's 20 30 pounds overweight, right? You go ask a pro. You go ask somebody who's done it. You go ask somebody who's helped a lot of people do it, right? So find someone who has the plan or recipe and get it from them so that you now have a plan, a recipe. It's that simple, right? And you gotta be, gotta be honest, sometimes you gotta pay for it, right, so uh, one of the things, that, I'll give you an example, one of the things that I wanna do this year is I wanna learn how to do handstands. Um, so what's the first thing that I did Uh, when I decided I wanted to learn how to do handstands this year, I went online and I bought a program that taught me how to do handstands and I'm going through it on a daily basis and I'm, it's keeping me uh, accountable for it. But sometimes you got to pay for these things, right? And that's going to be, you know, when you pay for these things, when you, when you learn from someone who's done it, a lot of the time they know their value, they know their worth. So they're going to have you pay for it, but you can pay to shorten the, uh, the time span that it's going to take you to hit that goal. Right now, the second part of creating a plan is breaking it down into chunks And then scheduling time to make sure that you're actually executing and taking action on it. No goal can ever be achieved just by planning, right? I think a lot of people think that putting together the plan is like 80% of it. That's not true. Putting together the plan is maybe... 15% of it. And then executing the plan is 85% of it. But you need to have a plan for you to execute, right? So I always break my goals down into chunks. So like I mentioned, on my whiteboard right here, I have my big, hairy, audacious goals for everything that I want to accomplish this year in my business, in my life, in my health, in my relationships, all right here on my whiteboard. And it's a a big upper corner of my, my whiteboard. And then underneath that, I break it down into quarters, months, and literally weeks. So right now I have up on the very top, I have my big, hairy, audacious goals for the year. And then underneath that, I break it down into Q1. So Q1, this is my monetary goal. These are the big projects I want to hit. And these are my my health and relationship goals that I want to hit. And then underneath that, I have January. What do I want to accomplish in January? And then underneath that, what do I want to accomplish week one of January, right? And then every week, I revisit this. I go back and I look at it, and I adjust week one to week two, week two to week three, week three to week four, right? And then when we move into February, I change that to February, and I set new goals for February. So this goal setting and implementation process is ongoing every single week, every single month, every single quarter of the entire year. Again, like I mentioned, this forces you to check your, this forces you to check your progress, this forces you to review what's worked and what hasn't so you can make adjustments. Like I mentioned, we're going to hit roadblocks, We're going to hit snags. And if we're reviewing what didn't work, what did work, uh, you know how we did last week, how we did last month, achieving the the, the smaller step by step goals, we can make adjustments and we can say, oh, this didn't work for me. I need to do this, or maybe I bit off more than I could chew in January, and I actually need to reset that same goal for February because it was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Right. So breaking it down into chunks, bite sized chunks of quarters, weeks, or quarters, months, and weeks can really help you with these big long term goals uh, as you start moving forward on them. So that's what it comes to when taking when uh, when creating a plan. Find someone who has a plan or recipe, get it from them, break it down into, into bite-sized chunks, and then schedule the time. Schedule the time in your calendar. I talked about the handstands, right? So uh, one of the things that I put into my calendar is, you know, my morning routine, I actually added uh, a 15-minute section every single morning to be working on handstands, to be working on the, the wrist and forearm and shoulder exercises, to be working on the core exercises, the mobility exercises, and then practicing some handstands every single morning. Now, I'm not going to do a ton of I'm not going to spend an hour every day, but I'm going to be spending about 10 to 15 minutes every single morning. And you know, my guess is by about 30 days, I'll probably be able to do a decent handstand. About six months in, I'll probably be pretty damn good at handstands and doing fun little shapes and things like that. Keep me honest. I'll, I'll send some stuff on Instagram. Um, but that's how you do it. And then the last piece, the last piece here when it comes to uh, achieving our goals uh, might be one of the most important pieces. Now, we all know that to achieve your goals, like I just mentioned, we have to take action, right? So I didn't even include that in how to achieve your goals because that's kind of a given. If you're not constantly acting, you're never going to achieve any goal, right? You have to be an action-oriented person. You can't just plan. You can't just put ideas down on paper and then do nothing, right? No success can ever come from just planning. You have to be an action oriented person. Now, one of the most important things that I have found to keeping us taking action is accountability. You have to get accountability. Now, we are programmed to need accountability from a young age. Think about it, right? Since you were young, your parents held you accountable uh, in life to doing the things that you were supposed to do in life. Your teachers held you accountable in school for, for coming to class and doing your homework and doing your presentations and taking the tests and getting good grades. Your sports coaches held you accountable for coming to practice and doing the work so that you could show up for the game. Um, when, you, when you got into a, a, a corporate job, your supervisor or your manager held you accountable for doing the work that you needed to do to get paid, right? So accountability is something that we've been programmed with from a young age. Now, when it comes to personal goals, what's the first thing that we're missing? We don't have any accountability. We have us. We have ourselves to hold ourselves accountable. Well, when has that ever worked in the history of never, right? It, it has never worked keeping ourselves accountable to do the things that we don't want to do. Now to accomplish most of our goals, we're going to have to do stuff that stretches us. We're going to have to do stuff that makes us uncomfortable. We're going to have to do stuff that, that takes energy, takes focus, takes work, right? I'll be honest. It's a lot easier to just sit on the couch and binge Netflix, right? We're subconsciously programmed to be lazy, right? And I can dig into that another time, but we're subconsciously programmed to be lazy and not do the work right? So you need accountability, some form of social accountability to hold you to putting in the energy, putting in the effort to actually making it happen. Now, this can be a social group. This can be an environment. So uh, going to, you know, this is why CrossFit was such a big craze was because you'd go put yourself into this community of other people that were doing this thing, other crazies that were doing this thing and getting fit and getting healthy and eating well. And that social accountability was so incredibly important because if you didn't show up on Thursday, you know, on Tuesday, everybody would be like, hey, Tina, where were you on Thursday, right? And you'd be like, oh, you know, I, I, you're not going to want to say, oh, I was lazy and I slept in, right? So you'd be like, ah, you know, I screwed up. I'll be here next Thursday, right? So they keep you accountable to getting up, to showing up, to making it happen right? Now, same thing in, in business and in health and your relationships, whatever it might be, uh, getting accountability from somebody you deeply do not want to disappoint. Now, for example, when it comes to things in our relationship, I have Maddie hold me accountable for things that I want to do, right? Because she's my wife and I deeply respect her and I'm inspired by her and she motivates me to do the things that I need to do to become a better husband and a better future father and a better person uh, overall, right? Now, when it comes to business, I have coaches and I have mentors that hold me accountable to doing the things and taking the actions that I need to do to, to continue to grow my business. Because again, in business, you're going to be forced to do things that are uncomfortable, to stretch yourself, to invest, to make decisions that scare you constantly. Entrepreneurship is one of the best forms of personal development I have ever seen. Because to be successful, you have to make decisions that scare you. You have to make decisions that push yourself. So having someone that you deeply do not want to disappoint, Hold you accountable for the things because if it's somebody that you don't really give a shit about, you know, when you have to tell them like, yeah, I didn't do it, it doesn't really matter. But if it's someone you deeply respect and you have to say, you know, they ask you, hey, Xander, did you do XYZ for your business last week? And I go, no. and They go, why? And I have to explain myself. It hurts. It hurts more than not doing the thing. So that I, you, you better damn well be sure that I'm going to do the thing the next time. Right. So getting accountability, to doing the things that you deeply need to do uh, from somebody who you deeply do not want to disappoint is one of the most important things uh, to setting New Year's goals. Now, if you do these four things, I virtually guarantee that you're going to start accomplishing more goals. And rather than being the the 92% of people that never achieve their yearly goals, you might join Xander in becoming the part where 80% of your big, hairy, audacious goals that you set every single year you accomplish. All right. Now that's all we have for this episode today. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you've learned here with us. For all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten anything from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com and grab your copy of the new number one bestseller shit you don't learn in college available now. And I'll see you on the other side.